0: we must
1: eat America back. We're back. Hello, Maybe Patriots and Freedom free. Fighters! And Broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. Worldwide, as National Intel Report on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio and Patriot Nation Radio Network. I am your host for the next two hours of common sense and constitutional discussion on Peter (laughs) Seraphine. Just got a note from the producer, lots of robot crappy scam calls coming into the phone lines. That should make for a fun show. Anyway, tonight i got a couple of small topics I'd like to talk about in this first half hour. Then in the second half hour, we've got Dr. Jen Vanderwater from uh, the wellness company. And then after that, I've got a bigger, bigger constitutional discussion about how did we go from this clearly constitutional, uh, restricted government to this thing that we're living under right now. And apparently we're having other issues. Ah, man. Well, I see what happened wrong microphone that's better man all kinds of technical issues i'm giving up i am about to give up the video live stream i am i i've now done more crap to try to produce the live stream and the live the live stream video is is getting frustrating and it's starting to interfere with the radio show and this is primarily a radio show so i can't allow that to happen so anyway First things first, this first half hour, more of a light segment. One thing that it got to me the other day when I was at, uh, you know, Wally World, Walmart. Because as much as I hate Walmart, it is awful convenient. And I was at Walmart, and the same holds true at my local grocery store, too, I have to say. so those stupid self-checkout lines. My grocery store has gotten so bad. That they have, I I don't, I never actually counted. I don't remember the number like 15 checkouts, and like three of them can ever have a person on them. The rest of them are all self checkouts all the time. It's annoying. Like, it's almost like local retailers are asking you to order everything from the internet. They want you to go to Amazon. Because the only reason now, the only reason left to go to your local stores, you know, yeah, you want to touch and feel the products that you're you're going to buy, see them side by side so you can compare them, and customer service. The customer service is gone. It's dying. It's like, my, for Christ's sake, you can't even get somebody to check you out at a cash register anymore. So the last time I was in Walmart, and I went through one of those self-checkouts because there were, well, no real line. There was like two cashiers actually working, and the lines were so ridiculously long that I said, oh, screw it. I only have a few few things. I'm going to go through this self-checkout. But when I was done paying for my transaction, a little five-star rating scale thing came up on the screen. and said, hey, rate your transaction." So I put one star because I hate the fact that I have to do it myself. If you are going to make me do it myself, I want an employee discount. And that never happens. And then to make matters worse, you know, you go through you go through the self checkout yourself without your employee discount, and then on your way out, there is somebody there. Can I see your receipt, please? No, you can't see my receipt because um, nobody trained me how to use this stupid thing. And if I miss something, screw you. Your fault. How I feel about it. But anyway, back up to the uh the ratings. I think we should all do that. Anytime you get that survey, stick around. You pay, wait just a second for the screen to reset. And if it resets with one of those, you know, how rate your transaction things, one star. I'd do zero, but that's not a choice. I think we should all do that. This is a live call-in show, and uh, I do like to hear your thoughts on the things that I'm rambling about. So if you'd like to call in, and you can get through to the producer past all the spam robot calls that we're apparently getting tonight, the phone number is 512-248-8252 or 800-313-9443 if you like that toll-free option. So that was one. Of the things that i wanted to talk about <sighs> another one is something that i'm pretty sure some of you folks listening out here on republic broadcasting network aren't gonna like but i'm okay with that oh we got a good caller already jerry in chicago line one welcome to the show jerry
2: hey man thanks a lot you know you're talking about these self-checkouts I don't shop at Walmart. I've been in a Walmart four times since they've been around, um, so it, that's not a problem. My grocery store is Aldi. They just started putting self-checkout lines uh, or aisles over there as, as registers. Uh, last time I was in there two weeks ago, and I would I refuse to go through it. You know, I go to the one I'll go stand in the line for a few extra minutes where a person scans the items, throws them in your car, you just bag them up and you walk out the door. But you were talking about somebody asking you for a receipt. I went to a Home Depot one night and I bought a tile saw. And now this Home Depot is in a uh, half-white, half-black neighborhood. And all-black employees, all-black customers, I think I was the only token white guy there, so I walked in there, and I looked around, and I said, okay, this is a tile saw. I'm going to buy it, and we got to cut a couple of tiles, so what the heck. And got a security guard who's black, who's standing right in front of my register, sees me pay for the item. I put my receipt and money back in my pocket. I put this thing under my arm, and a tile saw is eh, fair, not real heavy, but it's a bulky item, you know. And I start to walk out, and he stops me. And he says, can I see your receipt? I said, you seen me stand in line and pay for it. What the hell do you need to see my receipt for? Well, I have to verify that you paid for it. No, you don't. Here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk back over here to the counter, and I'm going to return the freaking item and go to a store where I don't have to show the security guard my receipt when they watch me pay for it. And I'm right. also going bitch, to bitch you out to the, to the manager. So, and that's exactly what I did. And I told him, I says, you know what? It'll be a, 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 it'll be a far crime if I ever come in this store again. I only hit it because it was actually on my way home that day. And I didn't want to go get home and then go back out and go grocery shop. And I try to do things in a horseshoe. Make all your stops before you come home. Park your vehicle. You're done for the day. But that's. And, and uh, I wanted to mention that to you since you got on that subject, and it's been irking me for a long time because that was 2008 when I bought the tile saw because that's when I remodeled my kitchen. But anyway, I <laughs> wanted to ask you a question. Didn't you say your regular full-time job, you work for the United States Parcel Service?
1: Yes. Okay. Post- Postal Service. I'm federal, not not the brown truck.
2: Oh, United States Postal Service. Okay, what did I say, parcel?
1: I think so. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. Um, but I
1: might have just not heard you right, too. You
2: know. What is the difference between the United States Post Office and the United
1: States Postal Service? The United States Post Office became the United States Postal Service in, like, the 1970s or something like that. Um, okay.
3: Can
1: what mean, happened... Can I? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say what happened was in the 1970s, uh, the the post office was, you know, uh, you know, cock of the walk. They were raking in all kinds of money. They were doing super fantabulous, and uh, somebody in Congress decided that you know, well, we need to split them off, and and instead of being a direct like cabinet level executive department, they became this semi-autonomous thing. And they changed the name to the Postal Service instead of the Post Office. Um, But then, of course, FedEx and UPS came around, and mail volumes, like first-class letter mail volumes, started to go down. And uh, they weren't, you know, cock-of-the-walk, raking in all kinds of money anymore.
2: Okay, let me ask you this question. Can I still mail uh, a letter? Anywhere yeah. around the country, as long as it's under, the, or, or with the, within the normal weight, for three cents. No. For a three-cent. I can't do it even cents. even if I letter the, even if I put the proper letting on uh, on the face of it and everything, because I was planning on doing this for Christmas this year and, and telling everybody, hey, did you look at the envelope? It takes, nope. it takes a couple weeks. It takes a couple weeks.
1: To get it through but it's supposed to go through nope if you no. put something less, less than 63 cents then uh, one of two things will happen it'll be returned to you with a stamp on it saying more postage needed or it will it will go to whoever you address it to with a uh, postage due requirement and they'd have to pay the additional 60 cents if they wanted it
2: Oh, okay. Because that's that's something I wanted to ask you since the last time when you mentioned you were. Yeah, I mean you live in uh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay, so I I remembered that, and you, you did mention you work for the postal service. So, okay, I, I'm still going to try it though, and if I have to, if it gets returned to me, then I'll realize that hey, man, this dude was right. <laughs> <But> I'm going <laughs> to give it. a shot. Okay. Yeah, give it a shot. All right. Well, hey, that's all I wanted to mention, and I hope uh, you get some other callers, and you have a great show. Hey, thank you very much, Jerry.
1: I greatly appreciate that. Okay, bye-bye. To, good night. Not not to uh, to excuse the security guard at Home Depot that Jerry was talking about there, but I have seen where people are stealing, using these self-checkout lines by, you know, they'll they'll go up there with one of them big flat-screen televisions, but they'll pick up a candy bar right near the checkout and then they run it across the scanner and they scan the candy bar. So it looks like they scanned the TV, but they scanned the candy bar. So I I, I could understand to some extent why they might want to do that. But if the if the guy's watching, he's watching. I'm I'm offended by the whole process. I'm offended by having to check myself out and I'm offended when they want to receive see my receipt after I've checked myself out with no training and no discount. Sarah in Oregon on line three. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. Yes.
4: I'm going to target and
5: ask about a straight pride section. <laughs> yep. Because Target's been in a lot of heat for, um, for, um,
4: out for tuck,
5: friendly for tu- yeah for tuck-friendly construction and Satanist and an LGBT Satanist design. Uh, so, uh. so here's the and, it, and if you and if you're gonna need to boycott the Target, go to Public Square. It's an app on your Android or iPhone. Thank you. Goodbye and God bless.
1: Okay, so. I don't like the word boycott, but I I get what you're saying. Sarah, that's awesome. Thank you very much for calling. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I don't like the word boycott or cancel. But I do believe if a company is doing something that is directly against your beliefs, it is completely normal free market capitalism for you to go spend your money someplace else. I don't think that's a boycott. A boycott would be you standing out in front of the place telling everybody else to do that. But anyway. Yeah, spend your money with companies that support you and have values like you.
4: Common sense. Lynn in Maryland, line one. Welcome to the show, Lynn. It's so good to hear you, Peter. I actually want to make a comment about the post office, but first, since we're on the the Walmart thing, Walmart, right? My husband had one rule. You know, I could spend all the money in the world. He didn't care. But he actually says no Walmart. And... I actually had to compromise to get these Corningware like, two-quart bowls. And I'm like, that's the only place that has them. Can I go in and just get that, you know? And he's like, okay, that and nothing else. He hated Walmart. Okay, but stamps, for the fellow looking for stamps, get forever stamps. Then you don't have to worry when the price goes up, and right. you can buy either roll of a hundred at the post office, or you can do it by mail, or you can even do it by phone. Um, I could dig up the eight hundred number where you can do it by phone, or you can get um, a little book of stamps anytime you go to the grocery store. They usually sell them. So yep. there's my there's my commercial for USPS.
1: Or ask your mail carrier when they come around.
4: They, oh, I'm That's like, a good I, idea. He drives yeah. by and I don't get to talk to him. So,
1: <laughs> well, you talk to him. They'll give you an envelope, a, a bright orange envelope. You put your check or your money in it, you, and with with and check off what you want. Put it in the mailbox and Yeah, I that love.
4: That. That's how I used to do it all. But you can only do it for your post office. I actually used that same envelope for my mother, and she is in a different zip code. You wouldn't believe the hoops that everybody had to go through on that one.
1: <laughs> because the envelope probably ended up in the mail stream going all over the place. Oh, it was a normal nightmare. Normal. Anyway, I think what the, Okay, I,
4: thank you very much. Have a wonderful night tonight. Thank, thank you for you, all you did. And thank you, Michael. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. I think Jerry, what, what Jerry was trying to do was to try to use a three-cent stamp to send a letter, which you can't still do. But any stamp you buy nowadays is going to be a forever stamp, which means you don't have to worry about future price increases. <sighs> <sighs> Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about right-to-bear insurance. Right-to-bear is the most affordable concealed carry insurance on the market, hands down. It's $11 a month for civil legal protection, criminal legal protection, for psychological support after the, uh, oops, I had to use my firearm event, to, to replace your firearm if it gets confiscated. $11 a month. Great plan. Everybody who owns a firearm should have it. Go to Protect com. that's ProtectWithBear.com, and use code LIGHTHOUSE, and I'll save you 10% off, that's like getting a month free every year. ProtectWithBear.com, code LIGHTHOUSE. It's time to make George Orwell fiction again. Okay, so one of the smaller stories that I wanted to talk about this evening, at least One that I don't have as many notes for, I should say. And I don't think it's going to take up as much time. But you, the callers, you can decide that. You can decide what we're going to talk about by calling in and changing the subject anytime you want. That's how live call-in radio works. And uh, phone number again, 800-313-9443 for the toll-free option or 512-248-8252. So I saw an, uh, an article right before we came on there that uh, got me a little bit excited. I personally saw it on Epoch, Time or Epoch Times, or Epic Times. The headline was, Supreme Court Rules Against the EPA in a Major Wetlands Case. And if you read through, what has happened is, you know, we've got the whole, it's Sackett v. EPA, S-A-C-K-E-T-T, versus the EPA, if you want to look it up. So, the Sackett's started to build a home in Idaho, in in Priest Lake, Idaho. And the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers came in and said, you got to stop construction, and if you don't, we're going to fine you $30,000 a day. Because, you know, that's not unreasonable. So apparently some years ago, the EPA had determined that that land was... uh, environmentally protected wetlands and they had to get federal permits in order to do construction on their lands now there is no visible water on their lot that connects to any other water there's no creek stream no flowing anything quoting the article The Sackett say their lot lacks a surface water connection to any stream, creek, lake, or other body of water, and that it shouldn't be subject to federal regulations and permitting. Now, you remember, the EPA has the right, the right, they think they have the right, they have assumed the power to regulate navigable waterways. But Through the years, that navigable waterways has been extended to, well, wetlands adjacent to navigable waterways. And that's exactly what the EPA charges in this one, is that there's some kind of, I don't know, peat in the ground, and that it's very valuable and can't get rid of it, and blah, 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 blah. But their their lot is, like, across the 30-foot highway... And more land before it gets to this lake that the EPA is trying to protect. So the Supreme Court just recently, as in uh, today, just today, um, said that no, the EPA is overstepping and they can't do this. And they sent the case back to the, uh, I think it was the Ninth District, in order to redo their ruling to make it fit in with the the uh, opinion of the Supreme Court that's pretty cool anytime our Supreme Court actually does their job and uh, restricts our government back to something that looks like a constitutional republic I'm gonna I'm gonna applaud it every time because in the second hour of the show tonight I've got a whole bunch of examples, court case examples, Supreme Court decisions or opinions or whatever, that how we got to this extra-constitutional government and society that we live in today. Not fun, but when you look at what happened and when it happened and the cases involved, you kind of see how it got there, but we weren't paying attention at the time. And the last thing, got uh, just a couple of minutes left before the first commercial break at the bottom of the hour. The last thing I wanted to touch on is this is my last show before Memorial Day. Now, I know any time you bring up Memorial Day or Veterans Day or anything on RBN, somebody calls in and, well, they're anti-military and wants to argue with me. I don't want to hear it tonight. I want you to forget about the military leadership. I want you to forget about the the mistakes our country has made. I want you to forget about the corruption in the military process. And remember what Memorial Day is for. Memorial Day is to remember the individual soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines who died doing what they thought was right. Many of them volunteered for the military of the country that they love. And granted, a lot of them got sent places that we shouldn't have been. I'm not going to justify Vietnam or Korea or Panama or Grenada or any of the Middle East wars. I'm not going to justify it. But that is not the fault of the individual soldier, sailor, airman, or marine. That's leadership, not the individual's. There are tons of very heroic stories out there of people risking their lives to save others in the military. Some successfully, some not successfully. And those are the things that we need to remember. Like it or not, the military teaches pride. We don't have a whole lot of that left in our country anymore. So I ask you come Monday... On Memorial Day, just take a minute and think about somebody you know who died serving in our military. And if you got eight minutes, if you got eight minutes, I record a Memorial Day, Labor Day, not Labor Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Flag Day, and Independence Day speech every year. Find my Memorial Day speech for this year where I call out four of those heroes that I talked about. The music means it's time for break. We'll be back in about three minutes with Dr. Jen Vandewater from the Wellness Company on the other side. Mike Lindell did it again with MyStore.com. MyStore.com is where you can go to find American-made products from American companies started by American entrepreneurs. Use the code Lighthouse at MyStore.com to support Mike Lindell, American entrepreneurs, and this program. That code again is Lighthouse at MyStore.com. back. I'm Peter Serafin, your Thursday host of National Intel Report. And as promised, we've got Dr. Jen Vandewater from The Wellness Company joining us right now. She's as good looking as she is smart, which is saying a lot. Dr. Jen Vandewater from The Wellness Company.
6: Hi, what an intro. Thank you, Peter.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Well, you know, I, I joke all the time that nobody has any reason to ever want to watch a video of me. You, on the other hand, you're worth tuning in for. Uh,
6: Hopefully, that helps. Hope that helps you out.
1: <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Um, the first question I have is: Does did, was anybody in the medical community surprised when the WHO came out and and said that they're expecting another pandemic that's going to be deadlier than COVID nineteen?
6: No. At least not on my team. We've all been waiting for when they're going to say something else is coming as their, you know, COVID cycles running thin and people are kind of coming aware. Um, We are prepared that they're going to try anything. Is it is it real? Is it through another injection? I mean, we have a lot of questions, more questions than answers um, for what's coming out from the the who.
1: Right. And. What made me laugh about that was the pandemic more deadly than COVID-19. I'm like, oh, more deadly than 0.2% fatality rate or whatever it was. Well, that would be just about everything is more deadly than that. So that's not really.
6: Walking out your front door, you know, trip and fall down your stairs has a higher percentage for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I, um, well, when it all started, I was just a, a little podcast host I wasn't on any big networks or anything. It was just me talking to the 12 people that tuned in or whatever it was. Um, that's what I said. I'm like it's all the whole life is risk assessment. Yes you you risk you know breaking your ankle when you step out of the bed in the morning or falling down the stairs or walking out the door and getting hit by a car, or a bus, a train, whatever. Every moment of every day is risk assessment. So Correct. why why was it when COVID came around that you and I weren't smart enough to do that risk assessment for ourselves anymore?
6: Well, there was a bigger plan, a bigger hidden agenda that I think was exposed. Um, you know, and they had plenty of trial runs prior to COVID that they tested things on the population to see who would fall for a scam, demic, um, who lives in fear. Um, who buys into big government being our savior and not not God? Um, so yeah, I think that they're just hitting the next uh, button um, in their playbook, which I feel too, they are running out of they're running out of steam. And those of us on the side of freedom, those of us that are awake are out there, and we're not giving up. We're trying to help people realize what's going on and they are like a caged animal so they're picking they're just going they're cycling into the next thing and they are using fear and then there are people who believe in that fear and will you know look at those of us still like we're we're not on the up and up that we are talking quackery but what we're talking is truth and again i want to just say with any any sickness it's your immune system we have an immune system we were created to be strong and to be healthy our bodies are driven to be well we're not driven to actually be unwell which is what mainstream media tells you they you know mainstream doctors mainstream media scares you into thinking that sickness is a normal part of life which actually it's not we're actually driven to be well so the questions are how do you stay well right so if we're driven to be well and we know we're being sprayed on We know our foods are not the same. We know our soil's been depleted of nutrients. So even if you grow your own garden, you're not getting what our ancestors used to get. Um, So, you know, staying well is this time of year. You're in the Northeast like I am. Get outside. Get in the fresh air. Get some real sunshine. Let your feet touch the earth. Walk barefoot. You know, balance out your, your electrical charge of your body. We are electrical beings, you know, and you can become... To toxified, if you're not, you know, letting some of those electrons grow, go free, and that happens when you walk barefoot on the earth, um, you know, choose to eat foods that keep your body alkaline. If you eat foods like high high processed foods, high sugar foods, um, that will cause your body to be acidic, and when you're highly acidic, you become um, inflamed, and that inflammation leads to you being unwell. Um I am going to say this and I've read a lot of reviews online about the wellness company's spike support spike is everywhere. Okay. We cannot avoid it. Now we're living in a post COVID world where whatever was happening with these injections, we are not sure. Protect yourself, protect yourself because spike causes inflammation. So take the spike support. Um, you know, again, these are just simple things that are, we can do to take take care of ourselves so that with whatever they're trying to throw at us, if it's a demic or if it's a new release of something else, we're prepared. We're prepared, and our bodies are healthy, and we can withstand um, a sickness if we if we do become ill.
1: Right, and and your the immune system fights off stuff all the time. I mean, I had an argument with a friend of mine at the beginning of COVID, and he was like, "But this is a virus that nobody's ever seen before," and I'm like, um, "Nobody's ever seen." A virus, like the whole the the existence of viruses, is a theory that's never been proven because you can't photograph one while they're alive. So you know, you kill it, you put it underneath the ginormous electron microscope Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and you're seeing the aftermath of the death. But you don't know which came first: was it the virus that killed the cell, or did the cell release the virus? You know, whatever. Anyway, but it's a theory.
6: It's a theory. Yeah, germ theory and terrain theory, something I've looked into. And I I don't, again, like you say, it's a theory, but it's something I question. And simple way to to look at it, if you have a fish in a fish tank and the fish isn't doing well, do you inject the fish or do you replace the water?
1: Yeah, you treat the water, yeah.
6: Treat the water. Mm -hmm. Environmental. Environmental.
1: Um, (laughs) and, And the other thing about that was, you know, there are hundreds of trillions of, germs of whatever type on and in our bodies at all times. Our body is constantly fighting off the ones that it doesn't like and and you know helping the ones that it does. You gotta stay in balance. You're right. You 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 have to uh you have to support that immune system. It's working for you all day, every day whether you want it to or not.
6: Correct. And we do also have I see you've got your QR code there. People can scan that if they like to to get to the wellness company and search the products that we have. So I definitely touched on spike support. Spike support is good whether you are, you know, chose to get that injection and you're noticing some things, or if you are sensitive to spike shedding. Definitely, I use it. I use it when I travel and I have not been sick since I started using it to travel and go out in public. So I know for a fact as myself, and again, you can read the reviews, but I also want to encourage people if they're concerned about, well, okay, I don't know, what can I do to keep my immune system strong? You know, We have an immune boost formula, which has, again, amazing ingredients, antioxidants. It has quercetin, vitamin C, reishi, mushrooms. Reishi mushroom. Mushrooms are amazing. I'm doing some research on mushrooms. I go out where I live and harvest chaga mushroom, and use it in a tincture and add it to my tea because it has so many benefits. And the reishi mushroom that's in the immune boost actually helps your body's white blood cells. It helps them stay strong and able to fight off things. So I really recommend if people are saying I don't know what to take. I'm confused. I want to keep my immune system strong. They can hook right up to the wellness company from your link there and purchase that product. And I will say with the Immune Boost, we did not add vitamin D to this formula because we have a vitamin D supplement separately. And a lot of people take vitamin D separately on their own. So we did not want people to have to worry or say, oh, geez, I'm already taking vitamin D. Now it's in this supplement. So if you are not on vitamin D, vitamin D is very important for immune health as well. I recommend getting as much as you can naturally. It's better to get it naturally, but it is important also to supplement. I supplement with it. Even when I get the sun, I just back down my dose for the summer months. So we do have a vitamin D with K. The importance of the K is it drives the calcium To the bones, not to your arteries. We don't want the calcium going to your arteries. Calcium makes things brittle and frail. So we want to make sure our arteries stay strong. So there's just a few tips right there of some things we have. Um, Another one, I don't know if I mentioned this with you before, bee pollen. Bee Mm -hmm. pollen is, you know, this miracle thing that I discovered recently. And I'm just amazed at how it's like God's natural multivitamin. He's given us everything around us to, to use for our bodies to stay healthy. So bee pollen even helps too, if someone is suffering from long COVID, and they are still, you know, suffering, their, their smell and their taste is still off. Bee pollen has been known, everyone I've talked to that's used it, it's helped them regain that their sense of smell and taste. So natural things. I mean, I know I'm the oxymoron of my industry as a Pharmacist who is just going all natural um, right. because our bodies are natural. And we don't want to put anything artificial in them.
1: Well, you know the all the different styles and types of medicine in the world. You know somehow somewhere the the uh, the allopathic you know take a pill for everything medicine won out like holistic medicine and and I can't even think of the names of them all now. But they they're all viewed as quackery. Yeah. But they were all around a lot longer than the modern medicine. So yeah, I and they I tricked
6: think... us. They tricked us, Peter, into thinking that decades and you know, hundreds of years ago they were unhealthier. They were right. not living as long. I mean, this they really they, they fudged the numbers, okay. That's <laughs> that's what you say. No, people were living long, they were eating red meat. They were eating salt, they were eating butter, they were eating eggs, they walked barefoot, they grew their own food, they didn't go to a grocery store, there were no pesticides and chemicals sprayed, the skies were blue all the time. People actually were healthier back then. and what, what they're doing to us today is, is a shame and disgusting, and um, people are becoming aware, people are asking questions, and it starts with the individual. It starts with, with each person realizing making choices, better choices for their health. And what also is really important too is where you spend your money. So it's really important too if you are using CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, you know, Target, let's go through all those big chain pharmacies, even grocery chains, you are funding big pharma. You're yep. funding big pharma if you get your prescriptions from those those pharmacies. So what I always recommend people to do, do your research, you know, go to the internet, look up a local pharmacy near you, um, call them up, vet them. People say, well, how do I know they're aligned? Ask them if they fill ivermectin for COVID and you're going to know right then and there whether they're (laughs) your friend or not. So I really think it's important to just do your vetting. And then if they're not aligned with you, just move on to the next one until you find one. And if one is not near you, you can talk to these, these pharmacists because they're aligned with us. I guarantee you they'll mail you those prescriptions. They'll say, we'll work with you. Let's figure it out.
1: I got a little t- tear in my eye last week. My my local pharmacy of 75 years closed down.
4: Oh. He, uh,
1: the, the guy, was, he was the third owner. He had worked there as a kid in high school and then went to pharmacy school and came back and bought the place. And wow. uh, and he, uh, apparent, I don't know if he tried to sell it or not, but he just decided to retire and close the shop. And un- the, awesome. the unfortunate part about it to me is uh, on the the sign on the door says all your prescriptions have been transferred to the local CVS. Uh, didn't, yeah. didn't like to see that myself, but let's let's back up. There are people on this network, they're listening to the sounds of our voices right now, who are and are not internet savvy. We have both of those. For those of you that are internet savvy, highly recommend TWC.health and then uh, use code lighthouse to save yourself a little bit of money and to help support me. And if you're one of those not tech savvy people, the phone number for the wellness company is 800-758-1584. And the wellness company is the unwoke version of healthcare. And I and they're not even really healthcare the way that you think about it today. They're they're really more wellness and it holistic whole body, uh, Dr. Jen here is a, a doctor of pharmacology, and uh, there's doctor, I mean, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough is a, a, one of the most published, is it cardiologist yep, in the cardiologist. history of the world, mm-hmm. but because he said, you know, COVID, you know, said things that, that the uh, CDC didn't like about COVID, then all of a sudden, he's a quack, you know, before COVID, most published cardiologist ever, after COVID, he's a quack. Yep. Like, I don't think that happened for real, but that's what they did to him. The wellness company, you can, you can talk to doctors and pharmacists and all those kinds of things. You can buy a membership and save some money on the supplements and talking to the doctors and the pharmacists. And it's just a fantastic thing. I love it. Like I said, I had uh, said before I had Dr. Jen on as a guest, I don't know, two or three times before I even realized they had an affiliate program and I, and, uh, and signed up to uh, to, to hock it for us.
6: Yeah, I'm glad you did. And people, too, if they call, they can just tell the customer service rep your code, Lighthouse. They just tell them that, and they can put that in, and they can still receive their discount and still help you at the same time.
1: Awesome. So the Mm -hmm. phone number again, because I know you didn't have a pen handy when I read it off the first time, 800-758-1584 for The Wellness Company. Now, my own personal story, last time you were here, Doc, uh, I told you that I was setting up a home gym.
6: Yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Please, share.
1: So, I now have a treadmill, an elliptical, a stationary bike, and a rowing machine.
6: Wow. That's
1: all I'm getting. I ran out of room. (laughs) My routine is I wake up at the same time that I always wake up, and I spend 30 minutes on one of those four devices before I start my day I'm gonna say I'm averaging probably five days a week I'm having a hard time finding the sweet spot of, of pushing myself versus over overdoing it I'll overdo it one day and I won't want to do it the next and I won't be able to do as much the next day but I don't want to be complacent at it either so I'm trying I'm, I'm having a hard time finding that that perfect spot where I can do just a little bit more each day
6: yeah it's it's important too not to not to overstress your body. So if you are feeling your body telling you, slow down, slow down, Peter, we're going too fast. We can't be going at this speed. It's okay. I also feel we have to realize we haven't just been lied to in, you know, medicine and media and politics. Exercise is not supposed to be the idea of no pain, no gain. That's not true. Um, you know, I don't want you to feel you have to go out there every day and push yourself to the limit where you are exhausted. It's supposed to be motivating, uh, stimulating, uh, rejuvenating. So if you are feeling like, um, 30 minutes is too much, try 20 and see how 20 minutes and don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. It's okay.
1: (laughs) Oh no, it's not the 30 minutes part. It's the, you know, how much resistance or weight or whatever. I'm pushing myself too far that way. I, you know, 30 minutes, it doesn't matter. You know, just turn it down or turn it up. That's that's the problem I have.
6: So definitely, As turn it
1: down. like mm-hmm. last night, I checked, did did the weight check for the first time since starting this. It's been one month and I have gained two pounds.
6: <laughs> muscle, muscle, muscle weighs more than fat.
1: I know it does, mm-hmm. but I you know I I don't have a uh, uh you know whatever the little fat caliper things. I can't, I can't figure that out or, you know, there's, there's not a pool nearby for me to float in and see if I'm floating <laughs> higher or lower than I was before. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was a little disappointed in that when I, I stepped, stepped on the scale and I went, what? I went up two pounds.
6: Hmm. And how long has it been a few weeks? You said, right? Well, I think it was a month ago. I spoke to you. So yep. has it been it a month. Month?
1: it's been about so a month.
6: It could easily be muscle. It could easily be that your body is just converting that fat over to muscle. And, um, you know, I wouldn't, if you're not noticing the gain as in your clothes are tighter, I think you're good. So I don't I don't want people, again, people do look at like numbers and yeah. things and measurements and we're really not to be measured in in numbers and, you know, things like that. So if you are, your clothes still fit good and you're feeling good, I think you're okay. You could just be converting that fat into muscle, especially if you were pushing yourself really hard. Like you said, if you have that dial turned way up and you're rowing as if you're rowing, you know, against a tsunami, <laughs> I guess maybe that you will be getting muscle pretty quick.
3: <laughs>
1: well, so I do that for 30 minutes. Um, My beautiful wife, she she uh, she goes for a walk every day. Then she gets on the treadmill for 30 minutes. And then she goes for another walk in the evening. So wow. I was doing, you know, 30 minutes in the morning and then I would join her in their evening walks. And and we both... We're like no, we're we're doing too much. We're like we're waking up and we're still sore, and mm. and you know that's like discouraging for the next time. So, so we're, we're both trying to scale back just enough to find that happy medium.
6: Yep, exactly, and that's what you want. You don't want to, you know, work out to strain your body. You want to build your body up. And if your body is telling you I'm sore, and it's a it's a sore that's not from working out, it's a sore from pushing yourself. Finding that sweet spot, but don't feel bad to turn the dial down or back off a little bit or, you know, seeing the scale. I, I would recommend don't even go on the scale. You're going to freak yourself out.
1: <laughs> My plan was to do it once a month before you came on so I could keep, keep doing the updates on air because, you know, everybody yeah. wants to know how much I weigh now, right?
6: It's always, <laughs> you know, I know. It's about how you feel, how you look. Um, You know, and as long as I said, your clothes are not, you know, getting tight, then I think you're okay. That's really when you say, okay, two pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds, it's like, oh, shoot. Um, But I think you're doing great. And I mean, you definitely don't want to push it. You know, you definitely I, I used to, back in college, I would run to decrease stress. I don't feel the need to run anymore. Like I like walking, I'll hike, I do hike. But the impact even on a track, my knees hurt the next day. And I'm like, why am I putting myself through this? You know, I can still get a good, you know, cardio by walking and hiking. I don't need to have the impact of of running. And so I don't, I don't think I've had like any runner's damage. And I wasn't someone that was running like five miles, but the little bit I did run, you know, I just gave it up. I said, it's too much. The impact was becoming too much. And so I just stick to, you know, what I can do that my body's not reacting to. And I want to stay fit longer, not just have it for this short period of my life. You know, that's the thing too. It's not about, you know, it's, it's longevity. I want to have it for a long time.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to find a routine that I can do every day and, and, and not like, you know, every two or three days I wake up and I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I hurt too much. I'm, I'm going to sit on the bike and do the really easy thing. You know, cause, cause the, the stationary bike is the easiest of the four pieces of equipment I have. So I can just sit there and only use my legs. I'm not doing anything with my arms. I'm, that's my lazy day when when I wake up and something's sore. <laughs>
6: That's great though, because what you're doing, Peter, it's great because you're actually still stimulating your heart, getting oxygen to your muscles and to your tissues, to your organs by movement. Right? It's really about movement, it's not so much exercise. So this is a really good point, especially for your listeners. If anyone out there's hearing about your you know gym experience and they're going to do something. Maybe this is good for them to know, too, that if you get on your bike and it's just an easy pedal and just relaxing and you're not pushing yourself, the movement is really what's key. You're not sedentary. Your body's moving. You're pumping oxygen and blood throughout your body. I think that that that's, that's perfect. What you're doing is good. You know, I think you're on a, on a good path.
1: I hope so. I want to get my regular uh, pain in the butt allopathic doctor to stop trying to get me to take statin meds.
6: <laughs> just keep saying no. Just say no to drugs. That's
4: <laughs> so like, you just got to say no to drugs.
1: How much time All right, we have? We, we've got five minutes-ish. What is so bad about the statin medicines?
6: The statins really – so let, let's back up and go over cholesterol. Okay, let's got to back up to cholesterol. So we've been attacked that cholesterol is bad. But mm. cholesterol – I've been doing research on cholesterol, and cholesterol is actually really good for your brain – it's really good for your body. It helps to um, keep cancer levels in check so your body doesn't get overwhelmed and then something becomes cancerous. Like, it's really, there's a lot of benefits to cholesterol. Now, when it comes to the arteries of our heart, we've been told avoid red meat, avoid your butters, avoid all this stuff, and if your cholesterol is high, you need to take this medication. Well, when you start when you start with your diet first, okay, this is where it is. You start with your diet your body's now overproducing cholesterol because you've taken it out of your diet. So your body's like, oh, hold on. We need cholesterol. So now it's producing it. So you go for a lab workup and they go, your cholesterol is higher now. We need to put you on a medication to bring it lower, which your diet is what caused it to go up. Now, our, our arteries and our heart, this is where it's really important. When there's um, a problem, okay, we've been told that that buildup on the wall is bad. But that that buildup on the wall is repairing damage, okay? That's actually the cholesterol doing its job. Now, our bodies naturally, okay, you get a scab, you get a paper cut. What happens with that scab? It eventually falls off, right? It goes away. Same thing happens internally. Internally, when there's a problem and our body's repairing itself, afterwards, it cleans itself out naturally. We don't need the medications to let our help our bodies out. It's actually hurting our bodies. So when you start taking these statins, and this decrease in cholesterol is so low, you're actually making your artery walls on your heart thinner, and your body's producing more and trying to patch things up so that you don't explode, and your heart doesn't just say, oh my gosh, it's just, I can't handle this pressure. So cholesterol is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I mean, my husband's at 250, and he's like, I'm good. And he's healthy. He's fine. His siblings, they all run a little high in their family. They're, he's like, I'm not taking anything. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. We eat fine. You're good. You're healthy. So the statins actually increase heart problems, increase heart disease, increase heart failure, and then they blame it on he had high cholesterol. That's why he died. It's like, no, it's not <laughs> high cholesterol. It's the medication. And side effect to it, so you have muscle problems. It reduces your CoQ10 in your body naturally. So people have a lot, a lot of issues with, with their body, with the, no, no uh, antioxidants, muscle, muscle aches, muscle pains, muscle spasms and memory issues. I met someone who he's uh, triathlon. He's in his seventies fit. He's got no fat on him. I mean, that guy is fit as can be. And he tells me his doctor put him on a cholesterol med because The cholesterol was kind of creeping up. And I said to him, I said, well, you're in really good shape. I don't see why they're freaking out about you. You should not worry about this. And then I started asking him questions and he's, I asked about his memory and he said, you know, since I've been on this, I can't remember things like I used to. So we talked it over, and he talked to his doctors. I'm coming off. The doctor, of course, like you, is not happy, saying, oh, no, I want you on this. He came off of it, and his memory came back. He was able to start recalling things again. So the effect of statins, they are a very toxic medication. It was invented to, again, lead people into thinking cholesterol is bad, and it's really leading to more problems down the road. So avoid, avoid statins at all costs. And I will also say statins are one of the medications. The few, you can just stop. You don't need to taper. You can just stop that medication today. Be done with the statin. I will not say that for a lot of other medications because you do need to have a, a process in coming off. But the statins, you can just stop. There's no side effect or issue if you just stop a statin. So if anyone listening is concerned and saying, oh, my gosh, I don't want to take this, it is something you can
5: stop. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I
1: knew you weren't weren't a a fan of statins, and I knew that there was some sketchy stuff behind it. I didn't know it was that involved. Thank you very much.
6: You're welcome. Well, hopefully it helps other people out there. And if you are concerned, I want to – actually, one last thing I'll say. If people want to come to the wellness company and they are on medications and they don't know what to do, where to begin, or you are on a statin and you're afraid to just stop it and you want to talk to someone through the wellness company again, go through – Um, Use Lighthouse code and book an appointment with a pharmacist. We have pharmacists there to talk to. If you're a member of One Wellness, which I really recommend becoming a One Wellness member, you have unlimited visits with your provider, unlimited visits with your pharmacist. Um, You have 10 free supplements a month. And for $200 a month, you get all that plus other benefits. Use the code Lighthouse. You can save 10% on your first month. And um, you help Peter out at the same time, and you can meet with a pharmacist and go over um, your med list.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Dr. Jen Landwater, the wellness company, TWC.health. It's commercial break time. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the constitutionality of how we got to where we are and some of the Supreme Court cases that have uh, well eroded the constitutional protections that were given to us. Be back in three minutes. I'm proud to be partnering with Cedar Mill Fine Firearms. Cedar Mill Fine Firearms does some of the coolest firearms cases you'll find anywhere. Have you ever wanted to carry your AR-15 discreetly? How about a rifle case that looks like a guitar case until you open it up? Go to cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. The next time you're looking for a cleaning kit or a case to carry, your firearms. That's cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE.
0: The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must eat
1: man Hey welcome back to the top of the second hour of National Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo Five Zero Radio and Patriot Nation Radio Network and anywhere else you happen to hear the show. Like, for example, if you go to my website, liberty-lighthouse.com, you can get the podcast for it right there. Um, I said we were going to talk about some of the Supreme Court cases in particular, about how we got to this completely unconstitutional situation that we're in. But somebody took advantage of that phone line over the commercial break. They called in at 512-248-8252 or toll-free at 800-313-9443. So before I jump into the next conversation, I want to hear what this caller, Tom in Florida, has to say. Welcome to the show, Tom.
5: Yes, good day, uh, Peter. Can
1: you hear me? I hear you fine.
5: Yeah, here's. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry I, I butted in on you what you wanted to talk about, but I had to bring this up. I brought it up last hour uh, this uh, Mexican president, Obador, is basically threatening uh, the the, uh, the Anglos in this country that if you don't accept this illegal invasion and you bring all these Central American and Mexicans in here, you're a racist. And call- he's calling DeSantis and Trump racist. And he's basically what he's wanting to do is he's trying to flood this country because they want to take over the population numbers. And you know, in this country of uh, the Euro- Northern White Europeans, Germans are number one. The Irish and Scottish and English are number two. They, the, the Germans, and they're doing anything in their power and everything in their power to, to flood this country to make the, the Anglos the minority. And you're going to bring these Central American and Mexicans in here to, to make them the majority. The majority is supposed to rule. It's not ruling now because uh, we've been sold out by Zog. But we have to wake up here. You got to, And by the way, Peter, you remember back in the 60s and 70s when you came to the country migrating here, you actually had to sign a waiver saying that you'll take care of yourself, that you didn't want yeah. no assistance from the government. You well, had I mean, I mean, demand. No account. assistance. Why? Why, why I mean, isn't the Supreme Court ruling on that? The Supreme Court should rule. If you think you're going to come to this country, and you're going to get all this assistance and handout, and and back, what what happened to this rule? What happened to the rule that if you came here, you had to take care of yourself? There's no assistance from the government
1: when you had well, to pay your to, taxes. Even going back to say Ellis Island, when my family came across from Italy. Right, nineteen twelve-ish. When when my family arrived, and the whole time that Ellis Island was in operation, everybody was screened for for communicable diseases, and you well, had to have right. a certain amount of money. I don't remember what that amount was, but you had to have a certain amount of money to come into the country. Well, well, Peter, have you heard what's going on? In we're not right doing now any with of the that. Yeah, we got we got uh, nothing. What is it? Chicago. 5 million people estimated that have come across the southern border since Biden took yeah. office. I think it's I think 5 million was the last estimate I heard with right. no ma- well, no health screening. No well, we health are, they're screening screaming in at Chicago
5: all. Chicago right now. The, the school board in Chicago is the people in Chicago are going crazy because they're bringing all these illegals into these school systems in Chicago and none of them been inoculated. Right. We're looking at a stupid pandemic in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Where's the governor? Where's that fat Jerry Pritzker? Where's Fat Boy at? The billionaire uh, Pritzker, that slob, who, who knows the state's being invaded. Don't do a damn thing about it, but he wants to tax the living crap out of everybody up in the state of Illinois. You're taxing the taxes so bad, you're almost as bad as New Jersey. But yeah. the Supreme Court, you're talking about the Supreme Court. Where's the Supreme Court ruling that if you come to this country illegally, you're going to go back to your country of origin, stand in line, and when you do come here, you're not going to ask for no money from the federal government. What's, what's so hard about this? Why isn't a Republican propose this? Why hasn't somebody like Kevin McCarthy, whose state has $18.5 million illegals in it, this guy's a Speaker of the House? Why isn't he saying something about this?
1: Or because anytime
5: Gates, Or Jim
1: Jordan? Because anytime any anybody naked. anybody speaks right. up and tries to say any of these common sense things, then they're labeled racist and, and run the risk of, of, you know, not getting reelected because the media says, oh, they're racist, and they believe in that crazy co- replacement theory.
5: Well, you know, Peter, I, I was uh, looking at something. There's uh, supposedly uh, anywhere from 17 to 20, uh, 21 million Jews in the world. They've lit up, the Democratic Party has lit that that amount of people in uh 20, uh, 20 million more coming to this country in the last fifty years. Yeah, and you think the uh, you think the Jew? Why, why why would the Jewish people want all these illegals here, or after Afro Americans competing for jobs? Matter of fact, my brother told me in California, there's not one white man or black man doing the the, the block trade anymore. Masonry, very very few plumbers, but none of them do block or uh, brickwork in, in the Southern California, Orange County. It's none. There's not one white man or one black man that's all brick that does brickwork in uh California anymore. It's all Mexican or Central American. It, what happened to that? Mike? What happened to the trades? Plumbing? We don't have white men doing any more trades anymore. We don't have tradesmen anymore, man.
1: I can't find what tradesmen happened? in my own house. I've owned my house for coming up on you six years now. I couldn't find somebody to paint this house. I had three different painters come out and and supposedly were all going to send me estimate. Well, one guy said he just wouldn't do it two other guys said they'd send me estimates that I never got because it's a big job. It's an ugly job. It's an uncomfortable job. So they just didn't want to do it. I've been looking for somebody to do block work. Got a couple of retaining walls I want built. Want to make a level spot to park my car. Can't find anybody. There's one old guy who's booked for like the next three years. There's one younger guy who just got a contract so big he can't do any more work for the next couple of years. I can't find somebody to build me, you know, two or three little walls.
5: Peter, my brother was one, my two, I had two brothers. My, one, my youngest brother, my other brother, uh, the twin, he died in the VA hospital. I don't want to go into that because I'm, I get very upset about that. And, and, and I get so mad. I, I can't even tell you how, how raging I feel what they did to my brother who served in Vietnam, by the way. My oldest brother, he's in Arizona. But my other brother, uh, the middle brother, he's um he was a block mason in California for 30 years. He was making, I'm, I'm going to repeat this on your show. I don't want anybody to understand this. My brother in California, he left California in 2003. When he left the state of California in 2003, he was making $35 an hour as a block mason, brick mason. He did glass block, he did bricks, and he did block. Okay? He was great at it. He built arches. He did everything. My brother was uh, spectacular when it came to uh, uh, masonry. Now, you you couldn't find one. He was in Southern California, by the way. He was going all over California, basically. Southern California's bank. He, he, there, there's none left in Southern California. You might find some up in the north, but very few. My brother was making $35 an hour. How much do you think they're paying a mason now in California?
1: 75
5: Hello? No. They're not even paying him $15 an hour.
1: What? Because
5: all the illegal. That's all?
1: Oh, I, no, I got you.
5: It. Huh?
1: You got me? I got you. But well, you're right. Tom, I'm going to have to let you go because the calls are piling up behind you. Yeah. Thank you very much for your call. Greatly appreciate it. Tom's absolutely right. The the trades are dying. For decades now, we have pushed everybody to go to college, even if you didn't want to go to college, or even if you probably shouldn't have gone to college. We've pushed everybody to go to college and pile on on that college debt, when for the vast majority of people, some type of a votech tech or trade school would probably have been more appropriate. I wish I had gone to a trade school, but I went in the Navy instead, and I learned to trade that way. But it worked. Glenn in Philly, line three. Welcome to the show, Glenn. Uh, yes,
7: hello, Peter. Hi. Um, yeah, it's, it's a couple of things I wanted to mention here. Uh, when you On the Memorial Day front, we were mentioning the service and the service people. people. Um, you forgot a service.
1: Coast Guard or Space Force?
7: No, no, not that one. But I guess you could uh, look into that. No, the Coast Guard. Yeah, the um, it used to be that uh, under during peacetime the Coast Guard was under the Department of Transportation, and then during wartime it was subsumed, subsumed into the Navy. Navy now it's all um, under the the heading of uh, Homeland Security. But it's right. it, uh, right. uh, it, it,
1: I don't. So here's the problem. A- I w- I was a Navy sailor. And I don't have a respectful way to refer to a Coast Guard veteran. I always say Coasties. <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive, well, but we always call them Coasties. And and I don't, so when I say Army, Navy, you know, Army, what, what do I say? Soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marine. I, I consider Coasties sailors to me. Yeah, well, if, uh, yeah, if, right, right. But if they do right, have, but, if there's anybody out there in the Coast Guard, And you have a a term other than sailor or coasty, because I'm sorry, coasty just sounds disrespectful, and I mean no disrespect from it. If there is a title that I could use when I say soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines, and whatever the Coast Guard wants to be called, call in, love to hear what that is. Well, per
7: capita, the Coast Guard probably probably faces more um, life-threatening danger. In the course of a career, than uh, you know, than many soldiers do. I think they, um the you know we think of them in terms of rescues and uh, drug interdiction and ice breaking and stuff like that. You know, uh, all of which happens whether or not there's you know wartime. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so there was that. Um, and then uh, oh, so I'm picking on little I'm picking at nits here today. Um, uh, the fellow who was who had just called previous caller said something about the majority supposed to rule. It's like no, perhaps in a no. democracy, but in a constitutional republic, the rights of the individual are paramount. Supposedly,
1: supposedly, and that's what I yeah, kind of so wanted totally. to get into tonight is the supposedly portion of that conversation.
7: All right, gotcha, gotcha, and, um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was about viruses. You said, you know, something about viruses. Um, you know, not being visualized or something unless they're dead or put under a microscope. They can be seen under with electron microscopy. But here's the tricky thing about viruses. A virus isn't technically a living creature um, right. because it does not have a dot diploid DNA. It has it, it's more like a torpedo. It's more like a weapon. It has, you know, a, a fl- it's motile. It has a flagellum at the back. It has like a, you know, pro- a propeller. It has a little explosive tip at the front to blast a hole in the side of a cell and get in and then there are DNA viruses or RNA viruses but the um and then they take over the reproductive capacities of the cell and, and plug, them, plug in the DNA or the RNA in there and, and then it becomes a the cell becomes a generator of of the virus and then um oh,
1: wait. you mean just like that covid shot did
7: yeah, uh, there was a uh, so many different variables and things going on with that, and then so many uh, speculations and contradictions and everything. It, it's actually mad- maddening. I think it, it's a deliberate muddying of the waters uh, to confuse things. Yeah, but so um, the spike proteins, um, a huge, huge issue. But I've always, I've always, um, you know, thought it, it, the virus is is such an enigma because it, it, we have all sorts of living creatures, you know, bacteria uh yeast fungi protozoans these are all living creatures but the virus is not it literally is i don't know more like a weapon but perhaps a weapon of judgment from god or something <laughs> it is it is not i'm not a living thing you know um it's uh it, it's very destructive but uh that whole dna uh thing uh, you know is uh dip, you know diploid dna Having you know the two strands of DNA, uh, no matter what it is, that seems to be a uh, a criterion for biological life. Maybe you can get a microbiologist to chime in on this or something somewhere along the line. So, all r- all right, Peter. That's all I had. Thank you.
1: All right, thanks, Glenn.
7: Mm-hmm. Take care. Have a happy Memorial or have a have a contemplative Memorial Day and a you know, fruitful and and remembering uh, those who are lost.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. Understand the sentiment. It just a, those two things don't really go together. Go together well. Uh, if you're remembering Memorial Day the proper way, it shouldn't be a happy time. Anyway, Dave in the Thumb of Michigan, line five. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, Peter. Thanks. Um, I caught the tail end
3: of your uh, your first hour. I don't know who that gal was. What was her name?
1: She's Dr. Jen Vandewater from the Wellness Company. She's a doctor of pharmacology.
3: Okay. So I agree. I just want to um, you know touch on what she said about cholesterol. Uh, that's pretty much all I heard. But um, my mentor is 84 years old. He's a naturopathic doctor, a comparative pathologist, and a large-game veterinarian, elephants and rhinos. He's done uh, 48,000 autopsies and and she's exactly right what she said about cholesterol, but I want to add to what she said. The solid matter of your brain makes up 75% of your brain weight and it is almost 100% cholesterol. Now, oh, wow. what come, what comes out of the brain, down the spine is the brain and the nervous system, right? Right. That nervous system is coated with a myelin sheath, 100% Mm -hmm. cholesterol. Now, every cell in your body has a coating of cholesterol protecting it, and you can't make one hormone without testosterone, and what drives testosterone is cholesterol, There's only one reason, and let me say one more thing before I say that. Uh, Statin drugs cause Alzheimer's disease. There was never any Alzheimer's until they invented statin drugs, and now there's only one reason why the medical mafia wants everybody on statin drugs. Think about that. The solid matter of your brain, your myelin sheath coating your nervous system, every cell in your body protected by cholesterol. And when you, when when we have a copper deficiency, our veins and arteries weaken. And when you're going to have an aneurysm, it's because you're lacking copper and what does that cholesterol do one of its jobs is to act as a buttress or a bandage and it protects though that artery from bursting and she's right like a scab then it falls off when it heals but it doesn't heal unless you give it the raw materials that it needs and what my mentor has discovered is 90 essential nutrients for People and animals. Now, the the medical mafia wants everybody on statin drugs because it dumbs us down and it makes us docile, and then we're lab rats and we will do anything they say and go get jabbed. Right,
1: right. Hey, I, I, we're already there. I mean, we've talked. I've heard lots of other shows talk about the uh, the steep decline in testosterone among men. Mm-hmm. In, in our nation over the last several decades and uh well it shows it's visible yeah. it's, I mean, right. it's in who we elect it's in it's everywhere I, you I mean, know what my docs answer to
3: see if you take testosterone um you know boosting uh drugs from the medical mafia Then your body stops making testosterone, and you're using synthetic testosterone. To build your testosterone and your cholesterol, you eat four to six eggs every day of your life per 100 pounds of body weight, and you lean towards the six if you have you know, m- mental health issues, brain issues, and that will strengthen the the body with the eggs. It's the same. That myelin is cholesterol. So well, you going- rebuild that by eating eggs. And then you obviously got to take those supplements. Uh, 90 for life, we call it. So I'll leave it there. Thanks, Peter. Great show. Um, I'd like to hear her again.
1: She's on every month, once a month, awesome. she comes on and, uh, it's you know what? What's this? The third Thursday or fourth th- fourth Thursday of the month? She's on every every fourth Thursday.
3: Okay, cool. I'm going to look for her again. Thank you, sir. Have a great. Uh, uh, remember Memorial Day.
1: Remember Memorial Day. Thank you, Dave. Greatly appreciate that.
3: All right, bye.
1: You're listening to Liberty Lighthouse because America is worth saving. I want to remind you about Romika Designs. Romika Designs custom laser engraved, laser etched, laser designs by my friend Ron. designs.com R-O-M-I-K-A designs.com. I'm gonna remind you about Romika Designs because uh well Father's Day is is uh June 18th, and uh they've got some really cool stuff there. There's He he, he has hammers that are engraved with, like, you know, thanks for nailing mom. That's pretty funny, if you ask me. I like that. Um, He's had other people, like, he gets pocket knives and engraves the handle and the blade of the pocket knife. He does some really great work. So, check out a gift for dad for Father's Day, June 18th, at RomicaDesigns.com. And do me a favor. Use the code Lighthouse while you're there. Save you some money and help me out a little bit in the process, too. Greatly appreciate it. Romekadesigns.com Looking over in the chat room, uh, Truth Seeker Donald. So I started this segment saying I wanted to talk about some of how we got to this extra-constitutional government that we have. And Truth Seeker Donald over in Twitch says, I think we got to where we are by trusting government instead of God. Uh, yeah. Can't argue with that much at all. And then he added, and common sense and intuition. So, yeah. Common sense is almost dead. We all know that. That's why I, here at Liberty Lighthouse, try to be the beacon of common sense. I try. But I do what I can do. All right. So, I often point my finger at 1913 and Woodrow Wilson as the beginning of the end of our great republic. The 16th Amendment authorizing direct taxation of we the citizens. The 17th Amendment making the Senate direct elected from we the citizens. And then the creation of the Federal Reserve. Now there's a little bit of debate about the Federal Reserve. There are some that believe that Woodrow Wilson regretted creating the Federal Reserve. And I've got a quote here I'm going to read in just a second that kind of hints to that. But there are other people that say that Woodrow Wilson's the kind of guy who would never have regretted anything he ever did in his life. And uh, there was, I don't know, it, the state most satire or something. I don't know. But here's the quote I am a most unhappy man. I have unwittingly ruined my country. A great industrial nation is controlled by its system of credit. Our system of credit is concentrated. The growth of the nation, therefore, and all our activities are in the hands of a few men. We have come to be the worst ruled, one of the most completely controlled and dominated governments in the civilized world. No longer a government by free opinion. No longer a government by conviction and the vote of the majority. But a government by the opinion and duress of a small group of dominant men. Now, when I read that, it sure sounds like he regretted creating the Federal Reserve, but I didn't know the guy. That was a long time ago. So, I have have a few Supreme Court cases I want to talk about. About that all hint to how we got to where we are. And a lot of it has to do with FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and his, well, what happened to, with the Supreme Court under his tenure. Up until about 1935, the Supreme Court regularly struck down aspects of FDR's New Deal. A lot of them. So much so that FDR was getting angry. The Supreme Court kept saying, no, you don't have the authority to do this. This is unconstitutional and make it go away. You know, all those alphabet agencies, a lot of them just disappeared. So then FDR started to threaten to pack the Supreme Court. And then, surprisingly, the Supreme Court well, they became more political, more progressive, and, well, didn't strike down as much of his stuff. So up to 1935, they were pretty good, pretty active at striking down New Deal pro- plans, alphabet agencies. 1936, they were like, eh, you know, 50-50. Some good decisions, some bad. From 1937 on the Supreme Court became a progressive Supreme Court. We'll get into some of the specifics of the cases in the final segment of the show in just about three minutes after this commercial from Be right back! While you were
4: sleeping They came and took it all away
1: If you live stream, I want you to check out Restream. Restream is how this broadcast is being simultaneously sent to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, DLive, and Rumble. Not only that, but your guests can also pair their video platforms with your broadcast and have your broadcast on your platforms and their platforms all at the same time. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream, and I'll save you $10 off for the premium service that I know you're going to want. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the final segment of tonight's show. I'm Peter Seraphine, and uh, I got a lot of notes I haven't gotten to yet. But first, we got Patrick in Texas on line one because it is a calling show. Welcome to the show, Patrick.
8: Uh, thank you, Peter. Um, I was, um, you know, talking about the, uh, the Constitution, and uh, you know, mind you, that uh, George Washington was the 11th president. And uh, he was under the, the Virginia Company. That was the trust management company. But when the uh, Revolutionary War, we got out under that and we started a civil government. And, uh, now, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, we had, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh the, sovereign state, the, the sovereign states, the sovereign uh, they states, they were called the republics. And, uh, the, um, whenever you pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America uh, to the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands so they're standing for us uh but the Republic is the actual sovereign uh, uh, sovereign states and uh and so the uh the United States of America uh, is a uh, is uh, basically doing a, a job for us, uh, and uh, they have uh, definitions. That if you want to be a, U- a United States citizen, is Title Eight of the United States Code, eleven and forty-two, and there's uh eleven of them. If you're born in the territories, some of their acquisitions, the Philippines, Guam, they stole from Spain. That's uh, and are born in the city of the nation state of uh, D.C. That's one of their uh, you're one of the insiders there, and born in D.C. Uh, three, an African American, but not all. Uh, so after the 14th Amendment, where they, you know, they took all the slaves out of the plantation, they moved them onto the uh, the corporate uh, the uh, U.S. plantation, so they could monetize them and use them for credit. Right. Uh, and then uh, four is the natives, but not all uh, American uh, natives uh natives and uh and then uh five is the federal civil service like you peter you're working mm-hmm. for the federal government and yep. six united u.s military uh and seven the dependents of the military civil service and eight the federal elected officials whenever you swear, take an oath to, uh, that's what you're you're giving up your rights and now you're you're uh, you're performing a duty and then nine Asylum seekers, I don't know where they, they uh, brought that in. Uh, they just, a uh, new status. They can basically make anybody a citizen they want now, I guess. Um, the United States, but it's not, he's not going to be a, a, nation, uh, a sovereign, I mean, a, a state national. He's just going to be under their their corporation uh, is, uh, to, that they have under uh, control. And then 10, federal subcontractors, civil service, and uh, alphabet soup. And then eleven, they directly chartered some of their subcontractors or the subcontractors. Uh, so uh, that's so. Whenever you go for a benefit, you know, like with the Social Security or some other benefits, they say, "Are you a U.S. citizen? Check the box. Everybody does. You just, you just basically, you know, made yourself part of the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the Fourteenth uh, uh, Amendment slave. Uh, something they can use for for credit. Uh, right.
1: I've got a bunch okay, of other no, stuff I, just, I want to talk about Patrick I've got I've got specific court cases where it's really clear what happened where the, where the Supreme Court changed the definitions of words and and therefore com, you know completely reinterpret the Constitution for us first, I want one, to of
8: first, one of the first cases they did Peter is uh, they done Chisholm versus Georgia where the uh, Supreme Court the newly formed Supreme Court going to exercise their rights to they want to sue Georgia the Supreme Court says, Georgia, y'all come on up here, and they said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, Georgia, says, we ain't coming up there. We're sovereign. You have no jurisdiction over." There. And they were right. You know, uh, that's exactly what they should have done. And uh, you know, because that, they, they that's all federal. Uh, that's their, their ball Wake up there is a, a, and that's what they should have been just just making sure that his Constitution was enforced. All right, I give it up. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you, Patrick. Um, So I've said before, like you know, the U.S. Constitution, forty-five hundred words ish, written in a way that you know any person of common sense can read and understand, even though over half of the people in the room were attorneys. So, when we put a group of attorneys in charge of interpreting the Constitution, attorneys, i.e., judges, we get some problems. So the general welfare clause of the U.S. Constitution is one of the most widely argued things, the original intent, according to Thomas Jefferson, was that Congress has no unlimited powers to provide for general welfare, but is restrained to those specifically enumerated. So according to Thomas Jefferson, according to Madison, according to several of our founding fathers in the Federalist Papers, the General Welfare Clause of the Constitution refers only to the previously enumerated powers of the Constitution. Makes perfect sense, but Supreme Court cases have fudged that. So in uh, 1936, US v. Butler, general welfare applies, government may not tax and spend for specific welfare on individuals, regions, socioeconomic groups, etc., etc., etc. So in 1936, there's a Supreme Court case. It basically supports the case that the general welfare isn't what we think of it as today. It's, it says that it is to uh, the power to confer and withhold, or to, to, I'm sorry, specific welfare of individuals, regions, or socioeconomic groups, or to regulate under the guise of taxation. So general welfare did not mean any of those things. But the very next year, in 1937, Steward Machine Company, v. Davis, 1937, if you want to look it up, says that Congress may tax some groups and subsidize others because the subsidized subsidized groups will spend more and thus stimulate the general welfare. So by, by changing that description, that one Supreme Court case basically made the General Welfare Clause of the U.S. Constitution mean that the government can do whatever they want as long as it's for the greater good. And what does that sound like? Well, head sounds like communism. So that case, Stewart Machine Company v. Davis in 1937, is the reason that our government can do whatever the frick they want to do and the Supreme Court lets them. So, how do we get that thrown out? The problem I see, the problem with our laws in this country is all law, is all. they're all based on precedent. So you know, something goes in front of a judge and he has to go back and look at the previous cases that pertain. So how do we get Steward Machine Company v. Davis overturned? Because that is what gave us the general welfare problems that we have today. Another area is the uh, regulation of commerce. The Constitution gives the federal government the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations, with the Indian tribes, which are basically nations within our own nation, and among the states, or between the states. Okay? That makes sense, right? Uh, Let's see, we got Carter v. Carter Coal Company in 1936 said that Congress could not regulate intrastate, meaning in one state, production under the guise of regulating interstate, between-state commerce, right? So that's 1936. 1937, Congress can regulate labor disputes in intrastate steel production when necessary to ensure the free flow of steel in intrastate production of any goods in which are intended for interstate commerce. Ooh, now you're getting a little tricky. That's NLRBV Jones and Laughlin Steel, 1937. They're saying that Congress can intervene in union dispute disputes that are entirely in one state if that. Production at that one company in that one state can affect the commerce in other states. Oh, I don't ah, that's that's getting a little pushing the edge there. Then Wickard v. Philburn in 1942. Congress may regulate domestic production of grain intended for consumption by livestock on the same farm because such production could potentially affect interstate commerce so there in 1942 Wickard v. Philborn, the U.S. Supreme Court just said that the federal government can regulate what you do with your land because it might potentially, maybe, someday, affect commerce in another state, i.e. interstate commerce. So now, because of those couple of Supreme Court decisions, all they need is smoke and mirrors to make an interstate commerce connection about any decision that you make on your own land. They're never supposed to have had that power. And everybody knows that. And the only way it's ever going to change is to get these Supreme Court cases overturned. Again, how do we do that? I don't know how to do that. Call-in show. There's lawyers out there, right? There's people out there who know how to do these kinds of things. 512-248-8252-800-313-9443. What about the restrictions on states? Right? Right? <clears throat> so congress pass no laws impairing obligations or contracts farmers believe the right to make and enforce contracts was god given right like the the, the framers of our country the the, the people on well, the people of the world believe that entering and enforcing contracts is a god given right remember the old man's handshake is his word That's a contract. You do this, I'll do this. That's a contract. I'll work for you for this amount of money. That's a contract. And the government should not be able to get in that at all. So home building and loan association versus Blaisdell in 1934. Remember 1934, Great Depression. There was a state moratorium on mortgage foreclosures. And this Supreme Court case said that that was reasonable under emergency circumstances. Now, wait a minute. The Constitution says Congress shall pass no law impairing the obligations of contracts. There's no but. There's no exception. But then the Supreme Court justices came in and basically inserted the word unreasonable in the law. So now, as far as lawmakers are concerned, Congress shall pass no unreasonable law impairing the obligations of contracts. That's not what it says. That's not what the con- the Constitution says. But that's what is interpreted by the U.S. Supreme Court. Because of that court case in 1934. And by proxy, they have taken that standard and expanded it to freaking everything. As a general rule, that's the way government operates today in this country. They effectively said unreasonable. It's used in the First Amendment all the time. Well, was that law written, was, was it intended to in, interfere with your right of free speech, or is that just a side effect? Was it an unreasonable infringement on your gun rights? Again, the Constitution was written so that we, the people, could read it understand it. It's when the lawyers and the judges have gotten involved, writing thousands of pages-long laws that then go through adjudication and precedence and go to the Supreme Court. And then in the 1930s and 40s, late 30s and 40s, we had a very progressive Supreme Court because of FDR's threats. They got to almost be rubber-stamping anything he wanted to do. How do we fix this? Going back to Truth Seeker Donald's comment earlier in the Twitch chat room, uh, I forgot which one I was going to say. Common sense. That's what it was. Common sense. Common sense is gone. We can read the Constitution ourselves. We know that our government is not doing what we want the government to be doing, that our government is not doing what they're allowed to be doing or supposed to be doing according to the Constitution. But the only way that can change is if we reverse these Supreme Court decisions. I don't know how to do that. need your help. I've been sleeping on a My Pillow pillow for years. And a couple of years ago, I tried the My Pillow towels, soft and absorbent, wonderful bath towels. Recently, I got the My Giza Dream sheets, and they are by far the best quality bed sheets I've ever owned. And while well, the quilt is pretty awesome too. New products being added all the time at MyPillow.com, including sandals and slides and pajamas and well, everything that you need for sleeping. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com to save yourself up to 66% off. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com. So, let's see, it's uh, 7.44 Eastern Time on Thursday, May 25th. 7.44, that means we got about uh, We got about 10 minutes left in the show. 10 minutes is all yours, my callers, listeners and callers. Tell me how we can fix this. 512-248-8252. If you want a toll-free option, it's 800-313-9443. Government hates the truth. Ain't that right over there in the Twitch chat room. Um, Is it as simple as political candidates? You know, is is Donald Trump going to be the guy who fixes it? Is Ron DeSantis, is is he going to be the guy who comes and fixes this? I don't think so. I don't think any one person could. Maybe 500, maybe 500 Trumps and DeSantis's on Capitol Hill might be able to fix some of this stuff. That's not going to happen. Is there a way to bypass precedents? Is there a, as, I don't know. Or is it a matter of we have to relitigate that case? We have to find something close enough to that case to bring it to the Supreme Court in order to get a precedence overturned. Is that how it works? I mean, that's how it worked with Dobbs. We had a, a case that was related enough to the Roe v. Wade argument that they had to go back and revisit Roe v. Wade. How do we find cases that can get our rights back from these horrible precedents from the 30s and 40s that expanded our government so that now we have 440 federal departments and agencies and only 30-some powers listed in the Constitution? That's not a rhetorical question. I'd really love somebody to call in and be able to answer that. How do we get these cases relitigated? This one recently, the one that I talked about earlier today, just at the opening of the show, the one about the EPA and and the navigable waterway stuff, that's a start. It's one that applies to one of those rules, but it doesn't apply to the entire department. Maybe Jerry in Chicago on line one might have a suggestion. Jerry in Chicago, welcome to the show. you got a brilliant idea for me tonight.
2: My God, I wish I did. But uh, (laughs) you know what? I I was going to say you could have touched on something else, is that our Supreme Court justices are studying out of the latest, uh, probably Black's Law library edition, and the language has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. So you have to go back to the original dictionary for what the words meant then, right. because as you know, uh, I, uh, I want to say 50 years ago, if you were running around and you were gay, you were happy. right? You were riding your bike, you were climbing the trees, you were building forts, tree houses, things like that. And my God, it was a fantastic time to grow up. So, well, now if
1: you're you're a political activist, I'm sorry. But now, if you're gay, you're a political activist.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) so they have twisted the words over the years, and like I say, I would like to I would like to question one of these judges and say, Hey, what dictionary? If you have to look up a word in what you're reading, what
1: year was that dictionary published? So, I, I, I mean, have to give them credit. I, I have to give them credit. If you read their opinions, they often cite, like, you know, Webster's 1891. They they do that a lot when it comes to the Constitution. I don't know that they do that when it comes to, like, going back to, a let's say, a law from 1934. If they wanted to go back and, and revisit one of these cases... Like uh, let's say let's say they were going to go back to revisit Stuart Machine Company versus Davis in 1937, and they wanted to to uh, review that that opinion. I don't know that they'd find a dictionary from the 1930s and look at it, but they do a pretty good job of doing that when it comes to the Constitution. But then they ignore. Okay. All, it. Right.
2: All right. Well, I was not aware of that because we got a lot of smug people on our Supreme Court. We got a few uh-huh. good ones. And we don't have enough good ones. And if they're the ones that are coming down with the... And here's the other thing, too, is this stuff against Biden and what they're allowing the pharmacies to do and the FBI uh, and mm-hmm. things like that, giving them 66... They were asking for for 66 years in one of these FBI cases to seal the documents right. with the just- evidence that, that this isn't... The, oh, that was the... the uh, Seth Rich... If I mean, I'm not well, look, mistaken.
1: Look at JFK. The, uh, there's tons of documents regarding the JFK assassinations that that are still sealed. And Trump said he would unseal them, but he didn't. And then Biden chose not to unseal them. So I don't know if the, you know they're getting in the White House and they're seeing the documents and going, ooh, no, we can't let people see that or what. But anybody who could possibly have been involved in whatever the heck went on is dead and gone. They should all be unsealed. Yeah, you're right. And what gives them the right? I mean, you're
2: looking at 435 congressmen, uh, 100 senators, 535. Now you're looking at nine more, so 544, if my math is correct, and then a president and a vice president, 946 versus Mm -hmm. us. Okay, and I mean, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say by the end of August, things are going to start coming to light. Okay, and I'm just m- m- making a crazy, wild-eyed scheme. I'm not a prophet or anything else like that, but I think we're going to get start getting spoon-fed the truth because too many people are getting vocal. Too many good people, famous people, people with a lot of following. They, they 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 did this to John Lennon, they took him out. Robert F. Kennedy, yep. they took him out because they had a following. Martin Luther King, and I still think Jesse Jackson's hands is dirty in that one. But hey, Pete, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to call in and take this long, dude. That's all
1: right, man. Okay, so if you got another caller, nope, go to We're him. good. We're almost out of time though.
2: Oh, okay. Well, hey, it's been it's been great talking to you and discussing a couple of things you man, you let me get a lot off my chest and I've been meaning to rant for a little while. And and here's the funny thing. When I got involved with this stuff, I crawled down a rabbit hole and I followed it so far and then all of a sudden that rabbit hole led into ten others.
3: Mm-hmm. And this
2: has been going on since about 2010.
1: And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They're I don't know. all interconnected, you know. The the you know some of them are conspiracy theories that have nothing to them. They're out there, whatever. But some of them are rabbit holes, and some of them are all interconnected. And they're uh, yeah. I mean, it's obvious sometimes. I can't think of examples right now off the top of my head, but there's there's times when you look at one thing. I'm all right. Let's you know the, the September 11th. Well, really, on September 10th was it? Uh, what's the the Pentagon? Was it Rumsfeld at the time? announced that the Pentagon had lost, like, $3 trillion or something like that. And then September 11th, and everybody forgot about all that money. Um, And the very next day, what
2: happened? The place with the records, where they held the records for this thing that was going to come up with the... um, uh, Whoever protects our trading, which is another government agency and everything else like that, the World Trade Commission, whatever, but... They held
3: all those records in one of the two I think it was building seven that yep, held yep, those somebody,
1: records. somebody just put that in the video chat room, holding down building seven. That's right. okay. I, it, there's all kinds of stuff that's just connected, and and you'd have to be blind to not see them. But there are some pretty crazy conspiracy out there that you know but, but when you look at the the things that our government has done that we can prove that our government has done. You can't blame anybody for going after a crazy conspiracy because they've done some pretty crazy stuff that we can prove.
2: Oh, you're darn right. And I'll tell you what: all anybody's got to do is stand up, look in the mirror, and say, "How am? How old am I? Can I remember all the way back into my childhood when the government told me the truth?" <laughs> they pulled this con over and over again, and we fall for it. What a joke!
1: Yeah, I yeah I can't remember the last time the government told us the truth about anything. Um,
2: That's correct. That's where I got involved with just saying, hey, listen, this is crazy. And I bucked heads with parents, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters. I bumped heads for a lot of years. Now, all of a, all of a sudden, they're asking me questions. And they're inquisitive rather than turn a shy eye and... Roll a shoulder over, like I don't want to hear this
1: kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, crap. I'm definitely seeing a lot more of that. A lot more people inquisitive want to know. You know, why do you think that? Well, what do you mean by that? Um, th- there's a lot more of that, and that is a good thing. Well, that I- is a great. Hey, Pete, we,
2: we, uh, I'm ha- I'm ex- 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 excited about this. Uh, people are waking up not woke nobody's woke here that I can think of that comes to me but oh wait, hey man, thank you very much and you have
1: a great evening you too, I'll send you my therapy bill shortly there Jerry, don't worry about it it'll only be three or four digits if you're listening to the show live on Republic Broadcasting please stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett thank you to my guest Dr. Jen Vandewater for joining me this evening thank you to Mike, my producer can't do the show without you and thank you listeners and callers hear why we do this. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America.
0: It's the least we can do for the red, white, and blue. We must take back. We must take America.
1: Meal delivery kits are very convenient, but man are they expensive. And that's where every plate comes in. Every plate is only $4.99 a portion. If you go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash everyplate, I'll get you a great introductory offer, knocking that first box down to $1.79 a portion, and then $3.99 a portion for the next two boxes. Saving you $62 just for trying Every Plate. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash everyplate.